This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right, all right. Good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. I am Matt Stahlbaum and with me I have Chris Johnson. Good morning. We are both pastors at East Coast Christian Center as well as co-hosts today, two days in a row on Morning Breath. All right. What's up, bro? Hey, man. It's been a while. What you been doing? (laughs) Just just serving Jesus, man. Man, you just had a birthday recently. Yep. How's it feel to be 40? Feels pretty uh, amazing. I don't feel 40. I feel about 18, except for my knee sometimes. My knee <laughs> makes me remember, remember that I'm 40. <laughs> but it does what feel What was great. that that you just said? You're like, oh, rubber, rubber, but I'm 40. <laughs> yeah. I, my knee, and I can't talk anymore. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know what you mean. Like, uh, I, I, I don't feel 40. I, yeah. I feel the same way I felt the last 30 years, probably, yeah. you know. But yeah. my mind tells me I'm young. You know what? My mind's going to tell my body it's young, Come too, on, right? buddy. Get up in the position. We there. are young. We got a lot of things going for us. And one of the things we got going is Morning Breath. We love we love this radio program yes, and podcast. Do. It's exciting. It's fun to do. And uh, we love all the listeners that are out there today joining us. Uh, many of you have come back from yesterday's broadcast. Some of you are touching in for the first time. Yep. I will say today's broadcast is actually a part two. So if you wanted to go back and listen to yesterday's, you can find that information on eccc.us or you can go to our podcast um, or you can get our app and find the podcast on our app, the yep. East Coast app, and you can actually go listen to show uh, yesterday's show, Genesis 6, November 5th, part one of uh, of a bro- special broadcast we did yesterday, or you can listen to the second half and you'll regret it. <laughs> yeah, you'll get the answer before you... It's like no, watching the actually, ending of the movie. It's still good, <laughs> it but then you're good. definitely going to... Trust me on this one. You're definitely going to want to go back and listen to yesterday's broadcast as well. It's really good. So if you're listening in the car today, we get it. You can't you can't switch it up unless you break out the phone and all that goodness. Um, we got a few things happening though tonight. It's first Wednesday. Tell the people, Chris. Yes, man, what a great night. You know, we are four church, uh, four locations, but one church here at East Coast Christian Center, and we really try to gather once a month together on we on the first Wednesday. And tonight we're going to do that with some extended worship and an incredible message from Pastor Todd Mullins from South Florida, an incredible preacher, pastor, communicator. It's going to be great. We have food trucks starting at 5 p.m., so you, you don't even need to worry about dinner. Just come out here, get some amazing food, not just in the in the natural, but in the spirit. You're going to get to worship the Lord and, and grow in your faith tonight, so that's going to be good. That's right. We have date night. should be this Saturday. I believe that is correct. Yep. That is correct. Yes, sir. Perfect. And uh, that is... Come to the service at 5.30, and then you can actually leave your kids in our world-class, first-class child care till 10 p.m. Yep. We have paid professional staff here in our professional daycare to take care of your kids. You can go on a date. You can go take a nap if you want. We there don't you care. Go. You Some, just got to come back and get them before 10 p.m. that's just what you need. <laughs> awesome. For real. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, we're going to also just read a little bit of Genesis 7 today before we get into that second half. And so make use of those things. Be a part of what God's doing here tonight, first Wednesday, date night. But we have Genesis 7, and there's 24 verses in here. Pastor Matt, do you want to read first today since I, I got to go first? I never read first. You never do? All right, I, have we, ne- I have not read first in let's like not mess it 12 up then. years. Let's not mess it up. I am not up. changing that today, Chris. <laughs> okay, I'll go first <laughs> Would you help me get started, please? I must say unto you, read, sir. Genesis 7. When everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, Go into the boat with all your family, for among all the people of the earth I can see that you alone are righteous. Take with you seven pairs, male and female, of each animal I have approved for eating and for sacrifice, and take one pair of each of the others. 
Also, take seven pairs of every kind of bird. There must be a male and a female in each pair to ensure that all life will survive on the earth after the flood. Seven days from now, I will make the rains pour down on the earth, and it will rain for 40 days and 40 nights until I've wiped from the earth all the living things I've created. So Noah did everything as the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood covered the earth. He went on board the boat to escape the flood. He and his wife and his sons and their wives. With them were all of the various kinds of animals, those approved for eating and for sacrifice and those that were not, along with all the birds and the small animals that scurry along the ground. They entered the boat in pairs, male and female, just as God had commanded Noah. After seven days, the waters of the flood came and covered the earth. When Noah was 600 years old, on the 17th day of the second month, all the underground waters erupted from the earth, and the rain fell in mighty torrents from the sky. The rain continued to fall for 40 days and 40 nights. On that very day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. They had with them every wild animal according to its kind, all livestock according to their kinds, every creature that moves along the ground according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, everything with wings, pairs of all creatures that have the breath of life in them that came to Noah and entered the ark. The animals going in were male and female of every living thing, as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord shut him in. For forty days the flood kept coming on the earth, and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. They rose greatly on the earth, and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. The waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than fifteen cubits. Every living thing that moved on land perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarm over the earth, all and all of mankind. Everything on dry land that had breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds that were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for 150 days. Amen. Genesis 7 is a very tragic and sad story in the Bible, Um, but there is hope. And the ark is a picture of Jesus, really, that through Christ we have died to our sins and we have risen as he has risen from the dead. We have risen from our sins into salvation. The story that you're about to hear is a lot like that. Yeah, Uh, It's a story of of, a family, a husband and a wife, where affairs were committed and it looked like it was going to be over. And very similarly to this story, uh, it was like the floodwaters came and and came to destroy the marriage. And if you listen to their story, uh, they both would say it did destroy the marriage, Mm -hmm. but... They have a new marriage now built on Jesus Christ. Come on. It's such an incredible picture. Some things in this chapter that stood out that go parallel with this, really one thing, is that Noah did all that the Lord commanded. What you're going to hear in this story, a special edition of a Flourish Sisterhood podcast that we're going to show today that goes along with the last two chapters, is you're going to hear the story of people doing all that they could to obey God through great tragedy. Check this story out from Ryan and Nicole Lightsey, interviewed by Jeannie on our Flourish podcast. Nicole, I'm so glad to have you back. Welcome back. Thanks, Rand. Glad to be here. 
oh, oh, wait a minute, I forgot. Being a kindergarten teacher, you promised us you could sing just about anything <laughs> into a song. So can you please sing that intro again? Oh, the same one or you want a new one? How about a new rendition? Give us something new. We're back. We're back. <laughs> We're back for some more. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Thanks, Nicole. You got it. So I just want to just dive into where we last left off um, about you and both, Ryan, being formed as weapons. Um, In Matthew 19, Jesus speaks to the Pharisees saying, because of your hardness of heart, Moses permitted you to divorce in the case of immorality. God never ordained or created the institution of divorce. Man did. And we generally accept that this passage indicates that this would be a circumstance in which God releases a couple from their lifelong covenant of marriage. Nicole, what do you say to that? Um, You know, in our circumstance, looking back, I just remember looking at Ryan and seeing his brokenness. I saw an empty shell. I saw the nights that I found him crying on the bathroom floor. And Ryan was just so absolutely remorseful and repentant. And he finally seemed ready to accept God that honestly, I felt relieved. Mm. I like that. Um, You saw that he was remorseful. Um, That being said, though, as Christians, we're taught to forgive simply for the fact that God forgives us. Was it easy to forgive him? And did you do it quickly? Uh, Forgiveness wasn't immediate. Um, I've always been pretty quick to forgive, but this was huge. Uh, A big part of the delay was honestly just the difficulty that I had in accepting what had happened. It sounds really strange, but I really had a hard time accepting that my husband, who I knew loved me, who had been that he had been unfaithful. Um, I had read the letter. I spoke to the other woman. Ryan had admitted everything. We had began the counseling process, but yet I sat there on the couch in our counselor's office and I must have repeated the words, I just don't understand, dozens of times. Once I was able to accept it, I was able to walk through the stages of uh, grieving my former marriage and begin the process of forgiveness. Um, Christ calls us to forgive just as he forgave us. And truly, once I had felt all of those hard feelings and stopped trying to make sense of something that God never intended me to make sense of, the forgiveness came. However, what I quickly discovered uh, was that there's layers to forgiveness, um, especially in our situation. I had forgiven Ryan for the act of being unfaithful, but then I had to forgive him for the impact that the affair had had on our lives. Friendships were lost. Um, Things that I had once enjoyed became triggers for me. Places that were once special were now tarnished. Memories that had been made seemed like lies. The impact, it spread far and wide, and truthfully, it still felt at times today. But with God, we know that all things are possible, and I tackled each one of those things as they presented themselves, and I've forgiven Ryan for the impact that his choices have made on our lives. That's so powerful. You mentioned former marriage. What do you mean by that? Um, when you go through something like this, you just have to accept that things will never be the way they used to be. Um, and what I learned in this process was that's okay, that we built a newer, excuse me, a stronger um, marriage than we had ever had before. And I just had to let go of what we had had. I like that. Let go of the maybe not so good or good to what God has in right, store for to you. Grow into what God had for us. So when you found this all out, were there people that you thought of going to but knew that you just couldn't tell them because perhaps maybe they themselves don't have it all together or maybe they would give you their worldly opinion and not God's perspective? 
Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I didn't know much in those early days, but I did know that I would need to be very selective in who I shared my heartbreaking reality with. Um, this became so much more evident after I had made the difficult decision to stay in my marriage. I knew that we had friends who would disagree with my choice, and I didn't feel strong enough to deflect their worldly views. I needed to surround myself with people that were like-minded, that were Christians who were going to support my choice. And like it states in Matthew 18, 20, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. It had, it had to be Jesus. It had to be Jesus all the time. I like that, that you, you knew there was just people, good, well-intentional, meaningful friendships that you had, but you just could not go to them. You knew, like you said, you didn't know a lot, but you knew who you right. had to surround with right. yourself yes. with. And even with, you know, with family members, um, they all had their opinions too. And while they loved us and supported us, um, it was difficult for them as well. They were, you know, they had poured into our marriage all these years. So they had to take a step back and um, give us space to breathe and do the work. And, um, you know, they're not all Christians. So some of them just really did not understand where I was coming from. But we worked together. And um, I think that in the end, they were supportive of my choice when I'm in regards to family members, but definitely friends. There were definitely friendships that were lost. But I feel like those family members or friends that maybe would have criticized or judged you or, or didn't think what you were doing was right, like you showed them a different way of living. And I applaud you guys for that. You showed them that it doesn't have to end. This doesn't have to be the end of something. I mean, you and Ryan are building a family. Yeah. You Absolutely. There were so many times where, you know, we would hear, I would hear, I don't know how you're doing this. You're so strong. And it was, it was not me. It was God. It was all God working through me. It was nothing I could have ever done alone. I love that. To God be the glory. Yes. So did you seek any profession? You mentioned you were sitting on a counselor's couch. So mm -hmm. you sought professional counseling. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, counseling was so crucial for us. It helped us to expose why the affair started why it had continued on and off for so long. And it helped me to process my feelings um, and to get unstuck and walk through those stages of grief. It taught us how to communicate and counseling was just such a huge part of the rebuilding process for us. It was absolutely crucial. Yeah. Yeah. And so also here at East Coast, we have what we call sisterhood, which we're both a part of. And yeah. it basically says, if you're a woman here at East Coast, you belong. You are part of sisterhood. There's nothing you have to do. There's no one you have to be. Right. Simply by being a woman created in God ima God's image qualifies you. And it's the same for the men at East Coast. And it's called Wolfpack. Yeah. Nicole, did sisterhood and Wolfpack provide any support to you and Ryan during this time? Oh, my goodness, yes. Um, our church community absolutely held our hand as we walked through every step of the rec reconciliation process. Uh, Pastor Matt sat with us while Ryan was still in the hospital after Ryan had decided that he needed to confide in him. Um, the ladies from the sisterhood came over to our home, sat with me on my couch. They took our children into their homes so that I could get a break when I needed one. Uh, when life was just too much, there was always someone there for us. They were constantly checking in with texts and phone calls. This is the sisterhood and Wolfpack, you know, checking in on us. And when many of the friends that were turning their backs on Ryan, um, walked away. The guys from the wolf pack absolutely took him under their wings and helped to build him back up. They poured into him. They helped him find work after he lost his job. Um, they taught him how to use his Bible to fight his battles. 
we never felt judged or neglected by these people. We were so grateful to have them right there with us while we walked through our brokenness. They met us right where we are. We knew that we could speak openly with our church family and that they would not love us either, love either of us, excuse me, love either of us any less, no matter what we had to say. They were a huge source of comfort for both of us. That's just an amazing testimony that you've got people walking out on Ryan, turning their backs to him and possibly you um, because of your relationship or your marriage with Ryan. But yet Sisterhood and Wolfpack just was that support that you need during your struggle. Yeah. So, Nicole, you had mentioned a scripture that you stood on. Were there, I mean, talk to somebody who maybe doesn't even know about reading the Bible to fight battles or to lean on scriptures and memorize them. Like, what does that even mean? How, how did that help you? Yeah. Um, I absolutely leaned into scripture. Um, there were many different verses that, uh, I used through that time, but the one that sticks with me the most today was one that I had written on an index card and I had taped it to the inside of my coffee cabinet. So I would see it first thing every morning. And I mentioned it earlier. It was Philippians four, uh, four, six, do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation with Thanksgiving, present your request to God. Um, and another that I had taped to my mirror was Romans eight twenty eight. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I just really leaned into his words um, and knew that I was standing on his promises, that it wasn't any work that I had to do. It was his. It was He was mm. doing the heavy lifting for us. Um, we also listened exclusively to praise and worship music during that time. It was a great comfort that we found. Um, it was always playing in our homes and in our cars. We just really refined the way that we spent our downtime during the restoration of our marriage. Um, and I'm really happy to say that a lot of those things have stuck around to this day. That is great. That's great. There are, I mean, that's just one of your steps to reconciliation. You mentioned earlier that Ryan had appeared remorseful, but what made you believe that Ryan would ever change and allow your marriage to prosper and move forward? Um... Just just seeing the changes in him and the things that we had put into place, we had to really put some hard boundaries into place. And um, that was one of the first steps that we took. And then watching Ryan carry them out, it was easy to believe that he had changed his ways. I've never seen him or anyone more dedicated to anything in their life. He worked incredibly hard to honor times and schedules. Um, he was very intentional with his time and spent nearly every free moment with the kids and I. He started every morning with a devotional on his Bible app. Um, he was reading books that were written by respected Christian leaders, and I was watching him apply them to his life. Um, if he was going to be early or late, he would call me to let me know, so I wasn't you know, I didn't, I didn't even have the opportunity to wonder or mm. worry. Uh, mm. We both downloaded an app on our phone that allowed us to see the other's location. Um, he listened and encouraged me to talk about how I was feeling and was so incredibly patient with me, even if it was something that we had already talked about 127 <laughs> times. He was always open to answer the questions that I had. And I was, I will say, I was really careful about the questions that I asked. I didn't want to know mm -hmm. things that I didn't need to know. Um, I didn't want to have more things that I needed to forgive him for. So mm. I was really careful with that. Um, I just, I've never seen anybody chase after Jesus so hard as mm. my husband during that time. I love that story. Um, you know, it's one thing to believe God's word, but it's another to put your faith into action. So it's a precious story. And 
speaking of precious story, why, why Nicole, have you decided to share your story? I mean, you could keep quiet. You, there's already been people that have left you guys or judged you guys. I mean, are, are, or does that not concern you? Or are you just more concerned in helping other broken marriages? Um, after coming through this, I truly believe that God walked us through this fire so that he could equip us with everything necessary to serve in his kingdom as weapons against infidelity and divorce. To help shut down the lies of the enemy, um, husbands and wives don't just wake up one day and decide to stray. It's weeks and months of just being broken down slowly. Infidelity is absolutely devastating. There is no doubt about that. But marriages can be restored, improved, and made new. If we'll just take a back seat and let God do that heavy lifting I was just talking about. Um, mm -hmm. It was through all the crushing and the rebuilding that we began to understand what it meant to really trust the Lord with all of our hearts. We have learned to always look for his presence in the process through this. And while I wouldn't wish our circumstances on anyone, I will say that I am really grateful that it has made our marriage what it is now, strong and resilient and absolutely built on a firm foundation of God. And we are so grateful for that as well. Nicole, I just have one last question for you. What would you say to someone who's struggling with an issue of unforgiveness and who needs to take the daring steps to be vulnerable, to serve a higher purpose beyond themselves, and to have a relationship restored? What advice might you give them? I'll be honest. I thought you were going to ask me to sing again. <laughs> well, there's still time. Um, I would tell that person or people to get plugged into a freedom group. We had mentioned that, I believe that was on the first podcast. Um, freedom groups are designed to help you release the baggage and the burdens from your past. It's a 12-week Bible study that ends with an amazing retreat, and it is absolutely the most incredible thing you could experience and do for yourself. Um, I would tell them to be intentional with what they do with their downtime. Yes. And I would encourage them to confide in a trusted friend who is going to walk with them towards their victory. That's great advice, Nicole. Your story is just amazing. I am so thankful that you and Ryan had the courage to get out in the deep and that you're here opening up with me and to our listeners. And I just know there's someone listening today that absolutely needed to hear what you had to say. So thank you so much, Nicole. Yes, friend. God be the glory, right? <laughs> yes. Amen. And you know, to the listeners, while we may not understand why some marriages fail and others can recover from sin, we do know that we serve a loving and living God of restoration. Nicole and Ryan's story is one where they allowed God to shape them into weapons of warfare and preserve their marriage. And if you're listening and you're being impacted by brokenness in any relationship or you want to know what a restored relationship is like— the very first thing I would encourage you, if you don't already know him, is to begin a life with Jesus or recommit yourself to him. He's waiting for you to ask him into each and every area of your life today. He created you. He created relationships. He is the only one that can change you and your relationships. You know, Romans 10:9 says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. I would like to lead you into a prayer that does just that. Just repeat these words right now, right where you're at. God, I need you. I am tired of doing things my way. Help me to start doing things your way. I invite you into my life to be my Lord and Savior. Fill the emptiness in me with your Holy Spirit 
and make me whole. Lord, help me to trust you, to love you, and to live a life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. People often say kids are like sponges. Their powerful young minds will soak up anything and everything. This is true, especially during their toddler years, which is why it is important that they be in a fun, friendly, God-centered learning environment like East Coast Christian Academy. We offer activities in the areas of social, emotional, physical, and spiritual to guide those minds toward all that they were created to be. Contact Cindy Smith for more information at 453-KIDS. That's 453-5437. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Commercial Real Estate Services. Scott Langston, senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you how having a professional can make a difference in your buying, investing, or leasing commercial property. Scott Langston, 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Now go out there and make it a great day. TNT, the new thing, church for the fired up teenager. Come out for a night of worship, growth, and good times. Every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at East Coast Christian Center. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 149. For frequent updates and events, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 915 and 1045. With a high-energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages, East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. We're so glad that you have just been a part of that story. What a testimony. And yeah, you know what? When, when you hear stories like that, man, don't, don't forget for a moment that God doesn't uh, uh, overlook your situation. And, and don't think, well, mine's a little different. I don't know. Can God resurrect my marriage? Absolutely. Put your hope in him. And you know what? I think do what, um, what we see Noah do here, both in yesterday's chapter and today. Yep. There was an incredibly important thing that happened in verse 5 of today's chapter. So Noah did everything as the Lord commanded him. You know what? God wants you to be able to escape the flood, and he wants to give you a way out, and he wants to lead you to, to salvation. And so it just starts with just trusting him and stepping out in obedience to what he's telling you to do. What does that look like? I don't know, man. I, I think that means when you hear that little word from God to do something, you actually go ahead and do it. You yep. know, it's just like we ignore them. I ignore them. You yep. ignore them. Yep. We're like, I know I should have done that. And then you find out later, like, oh, man, I should have. Even today, I got a little whisper like, hey, Matt, I, I told you to do that. I need you to do that. I know it doesn't seem important, yeah. but it is to me. Come on. I, is it to you, Matt? Yes, Lord, it is. I will finish that work today. And if there's any way that you could uh, wanna, want help with this or... We're here for you guys. Our church is um, found in four places that you can find on our website, eccc.us. Come plan a visit. Join us and be a part of just taking those next steps in your growth and relationship with Jesus. God bless you guys. We love you. Yes, we it's, do. An, it's been a pleasure. Two days in a row. Yeah, man. Have a blessed Wednesday. See ya.
Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.